Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the sunshine of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the hope of eternal life that frees us not only from the guilt of sin, but the grip of sin. I pray that we will be able to move forward and, and that you will add value to what we hear today so that it may illumine each individual heart, that we may hear with the, with the reasoning of the Holy Spirit and not even the orientation of our own hearts. We pray for clarity. We pray for wisdom. We pray for your presence in this room today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, welcome back. Um, who was uh, here this morning? Show of hands. Okay, so I don't have to spend 20 minutes uh, with my disclaimers. Okay, good, good. All right, so uh, uh, to this presentation, I want to share a little bit more uh, into specific herbs that could be used for specific conditions, okay? Uh, this isn't medical advice. This is education, right? If we can swallow some education, we can avoid a lot of what? Medication, that's right. Okay, um, so we, we, we're getting back to this uh, approach on herbal remedies that what we need is uh, these things coming together. We need common sense. Um, it's not so common nowadays, is it? Um, I, I remember saying it said, it said common sense is not a gift, it's a punishment because you have to deal with all the people that don't have it. <laughs> So anyway, but uh, <laughs> so as uh, this sister was saying, uh, just because a little is good doesn't mean you can take four times the amount, right? And then we also need a clinical-based approach. Uh, we need to see the scientific evidence, and we also need to see uh, that it's working in a realistic way in uh, people's lives, that we have not just... Uh, the science is supported, but we have the manifestation of, of seeing it in people's lives. And then we also need to have it based upon the Word of God. And I think if you've got all those things together, all those things converging together, you're on a very safe path when it comes to herbal remedies. Uh, this is very interesting. In a study... A study entitled A Gap Between Acceptance and Knowledge of Herbal Remedies by Physicians, the Need for Educational Intervention, it revealed that of 192 physicians interviewed, most, or 60.4%, believed that herbal remedies were beneficial to health. 78 physicians, that's 40.6%, admitted having used herbs in the past, and 60 of these, or 76.9%, were satisfied with the outcome. So even uh, doctors uh, are uh, actually sort of closet herbalists in a way. <laughs> so there's a lot, of, uh, lot more doctors that are using uh, herbs personally and also even recommending them. And uh, if we were to go back to 1970s, that would be a totally different picture than we have today. In fact, from 1930 to 1970, uh, herbalists were run out of town in the United States. In many cases, they ended up in prison. But uh, we have much more acceptance even in the medical community uh, than we've ever had 
uh, in the recent history in America. Uh, patients are reluctant to tell doctors about their herbal medicines. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, nearly one-third of Americans use herbs. Unfortunately, a study in New England Journal of Medicine found that nearly 70% of people taking herbal medicines, most of whom were well-educated and had a higher-than-average income, were reluctant to tell their doctors that they use complementary and alternative medicine. So uh, there is a fear about that because they may be afraid that their doctor will uh, berate them or maybe tell them to avoid it. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, it's a good idea to tell your doctor what you're doing. Uh, don't, don't be afraid. They, they probably, they may be taking the same herb as you are. So uh, just tell them. But sometimes there is a problem because if they don't know that you're taking a herb for a particular problem, uh, it could potentially conflict with a medication. Um, so let's look at some of the common herbs that you can find, uh, even in some cases your backyard, uh, that you could use for many different complaints. And uh, anyone know what we're looking at here? Elderberry, Elderberry that's great. They, they are very good. Now, we have uh, an American elderberry that um, you need to cook. If you use elderberry wild, make sure you cook it because it has cyanide in it. And um, so, yeah, we don't want anyone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not enough to kill you, but it can cause a stomach uh, problem, indigestion, or you may have a little bit of nausea. So uh, we use the Sambucus nigra, which is from Europe. And uh, you don't even need to cook it. You could take it. Um, uh, raw, but uh, we use it dry and we, we make a tea or decoction out of it. You can make great elderberry syrup. This is a great way to get your children. Our, ch our children grew up on elderberry, and one of the reasons for that was because we had a son that uh, couldn't breastfeed. My wife had Raynaud's syndrome of the breast, and so the milk wasn't letting down, and so uh, we had to put him on a formula, and he was getting sick half his life. And so we thought there's got to be a remedy for this. And uh, the Lord directed us to a natural remedy called elderberry. Didn't necessarily stop him getting sick. However, it did greatly reduce his symptom time. So instead of being, uh, having a cold for three weeks, we found two or three days uh, oftentimes would be uh, his recovery time. So we're really, really thankful for that. Um, elderberry has been used in times of pandemics when... Uh, there's been viruses going around that cannot be contained or quarantined. Uh, historically, elderberry has been a go-to herb for viruses. And remember a few years ago, Ebola uh, was looked like it was just starting to break out in the United States. People were buying up elderberry. You just could not get a hold of elderberry. It was just so, so rare. Um, so if you've got viruses, get in a call. It's starting to feel run down. Um, maybe you should think about taking some elderberry. It, uh, it tastes great, and uh, it doesn't take too long to kick in. Uh, most of the time, you'll find that, you know, if you get it early enough, that's the key. If you, if you start to feel run down and you take it quickly, you've got more of a chance for it to, to be effective. All right, does that look like something? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. That's a good question. Boy, I better change my presentation here. (laughs) This is not actually what you think. Yes. This is not the real thing. Yes. You got to be careful of counterfeits. This is actually hemp. This is hemp. Now, hemp looks very similar to marijuana. All right. And um, actually, um, I was invited. Is that the right word? Invited to speak about this. So, <laughs> so let me talk a little bit about CBD uh, because this is a big topic. Anyone here has not heard about CBD? Just a few of you. Okay, so most of you are familiar with CBD. And CBD is to do what, what we call cannab- cannabinoids. And this is particularly uh, helpful for pain. And so uh, it's often advocated in the place of opioids. So these are some uh, phytochemistry here that helps with blocking the pain transmission. And so CBD has become very popular. Now, CBD you can get from hemp, and you can also get from marijuana. Now, uh, marijuana is very high in THC. Okay, that's tetrahydrocannabidiol, and that is uh, what produces the psychotropic effects, all right? So um, if you, you know, had uh, some pictures of hippies in the 60s with long hair and just hanging out looking like they've been up up all night, um, they may have, (laughs) okay, Um, taking some marijuana. Uh, But um, don't confuse marijuana with hemp, okay, even though it's within the same family, all right? So the word cannabis, we often think of marijuana, right? Okay, but cannabis is a family name, right? So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we, we say God is a family. You know, the, the Trinity, they, they share the same name. Um, so hemp is under cannabis as well, all right? It's under that family umbrella, okay? But it is not the same as the marijuana, okay? It doesn't have the high amounts of THC, which is what caused you to flip a switch, right? And, and so um, this has been very popular because it's been helpful for a lot of people who are on serious opioids. Uh, and speak to your doctor about this as well. Um, and doctors are becoming more open to actually prescribing even CBD. And I think it's actually accepted now in all 50 states. So there are some good things about CBD And these are some of the things that it's reported to help with, uh, antibacterial, anti-diabetic, anti-inflammatory, anti-schismatic, ischemic, sorry, anti-epileptic, anti-prophylactic, anti-sporadic, anti-spasmodic, a lot of antis here, bone stimulant, anti-psychotic, anxiolytic, and analgesic, and neuroprotective. So... uh, a lot of people that come in our store, they're taking CBD for pain. Um, most of them also feel 
benefits from anxiety and sleep and so forth. That being said, I believe there's some negative things about CBD that uh, need to be discussed. And one of the things is not that it's necessarily harmful to you. We don't see a lot of side effects from CBD oil. Uh, but it's just getting so much attention and spotlight that it's sort of eclipsing a lot of other things that can be just as effective, even more so, than CBD itself. We even have um, hairdressers around us selling CBD oil. Uh, you know, so just be careful. Not all CBD is created equal. There's a lot of things that I can't go into that would take too long to explain, but um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to talk to you privately. So the good side of things is that there are a lot of things it does that can take the place of some more serious medications. Um, the, the bad side is that it's probably often overrated in certain things. It's amplified to the point where it's like the tree of life. You know what I'm saying? So this is not the tree of life, okay? <laughs> All right, so... Um, turmeric, we, we mentioned about turmeric uh, this morning, and uh, this is by far the biggest uh, thing that people come into our store for. And uh, turmeric has had over 6,000 clinical studies done on it. Um, it's uh, very effective for pain and inflammation. I think it's been studied for about every chronic ailment, or at least major chronic illnesses out there from cancer to uh, degenerative neurological disorders to diabetes to uh, heart conditions, even for depression. And it works very effectively, especially for pain. Um, it's an excellent one if you've got some inflammation. Of course, getting to the underlying cause is the weightier matter. Uh, but just dealing with the side effects of inflammation uh, this is a great herb to take. Um, dandelion, yes, we can thank the Englishman for bringing this over. Um, and I briefly mentioned this this morning, but dandelion is great for the digestive system. Very high in vitamin A, vitamin C. Um, it's very good for the GI tract uh, as far as intestinal motility. It increases hydrochloric acid. It helps with the elimination of the bowels. It can also help with uh, stimulating uh, bioflow. It can help with uh, improving the, the retina as far as the vitamin A. It's very good for the skin. It's very, very good for the liver and the kidneys. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing herb. So God has put the dandelion around us for a reason, right? Do you know dandelions even recondition the soil? Yeah, they're, they're fantastic for that. Um, how do you ingest it? Well, it depends what form you take it in. You can make a tea out of the leaves and flower. You could also use the root and make a decoction out of that. Uh, decoction is basically like how you cook rice. You bring it to a boil and let it simmer for 20 minutes. Okay, so if it's a leaf, it only takes a few minutes to for the heat to rupture the cellular membrane and allow the contents to go into the water. But if it's a root or bark or berry, uh, you want to make a decoction out of it. So that requires, sorry? 
Can you? Yes, you can eat it. Yes, yes, absolutely. You can eat it. Just make sure dog didn't beat you to it. All right. Um, this is uh, this is another excellent herb you won't hear a lot about, but I do want to bring it to your attention. It's called Jamaican dogwood. Uh, now this is excellent for pain. All right. And uh, we have a pain formula that we use with Jamaican dogwood, and um, it's very, very effective um, to help with, I mean, we've had people use it for coming out of surgery, neuralgia, um, people use it for when they've got cancer and they've got pain from the cancer. Um, had a, a friend of mine, he um, had a serious accident, he was working with a circular saw, and he was holding it with one hand, not a good idea, and uh, he was trying to cut a piece of wood, and it, it just went backfired, and it went right in his groin, and uh, yeah, it, it, it just, this is about the time all the men cross their legs, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it severed his testicles, and uh, it, it, he was one millimeter away from severing his femoral artery. And so uh, his wife came home, and uh, the place was surrounded with tape and police officers and blood all over the place. Anyway, we heard about this, and we wanted to help. We, we did offer him some CBD oil, but we also gave him some Jamaican dogwood. And uh, he said that the Jamaican dogwood, uh, or the pain formula we gave him, actually worked more effectively than the CBD and he was back to work in just a few days. He was off all his pain medication, uh, which they were giving him serious high amounts of hydro, uh, hydrocodone, which is very, very hard on the liver and kidneys. And he was really, really thankful that um, he was able to get some relief. Um, ladies, this is one of the best herbal friends. Um, it's also great for men. Because whatever helps the women, helps the men. Okay? All right, so, amen? Didn't, didn't hear too many amens there. <laughs> okay, so, yes, Vitex is also known as chase berry or chase tree uh, monks, or chase tree berry or monks pepper, cloister pepper. Um, it's all the same thing, uh, but it's very, very good as a hormonal normalizer. Yes, now, uh, my wife had uh, years and years of just terrible PMS. She was uh, PMS symptoms for two weeks out of the month until she started taking Chaseberry, and uh, it, it really helped normalize. Uh, her pain went away, her cramps went away. Um, all the symptoms of PMS went away. I mean, that, just, just that, isn't that good news? Yeah. See? Yeah. See, you know, God has put all these things to help us to see how, how gracious he is. You know that? But if you don't know, you don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. But chase tree berry is an excellent herb to help with hormonal normalizing. Uh, it's good clinical support to help, uh, to, to show this helps with things like endometriosis, uh, PCOS, fibroids, um, and fertility. So remember this morning I was telling you? Yeah, this is the herb. Vitex, all right? Um, yes, my wife couldn't, couldn't have uh, children, 
And uh, when she started taking this within uh, two weeks, I'm not saying this will happen to you, but within two weeks uh, she was pregnant and uh, we had a second child at 43 after perimenopause at 34. And if you're clinically minded, you'll know that that is not normal. <laughs> All right, so uh, this helps with uh, luteinizing hormone, which actually stimulates the production of progesterone, and that's where you get all your hormones from. And so if you want to, uh, you know, take something to help regulate you, this is an excellent herb. Uh, now, caveat for this, don't take it if you're on um, hormone supplementation. Uh, okay, if you're on birth control pills or also the bioidentical hormones. It will clash with that, so just 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 be careful. How do you take it? You can take it as a tea, uh, or you can take it as an extract. All right. It's a very yes. But just just be careful. Be careful. All right. Um, this is a big caveat. Okay, disclaimer. Don't say I didn't warn you. This may get you pregnant. Okay. It may not, but it may. All right. I had a, uh, a friend of mine, um, his wife was having a terrible PMS pain, and uh, we gave her some Vitex, and she, uh, she said it was, it was just helping her tremendously with the pain, and uh, a month later we thought, uh, she probably ran out, I wonder how she's going, we didn't hear from her, and lo and behold, she was pregnant. <laughs> and uh, I didn't hear from my friend after that. I, I hope he's got over it, about five years, 20 years. <laughs> anyway, see, herbs can have powerful effects, all right? So respect them. Um, Sal Palmetto, we have a lot of uh, men who have prostate issues, and this is a wonderful, wonderful herb uh, for that. Okay, it's Sal Palmetto, Sal Palmetto, okay? Yeah, S-A-L-P-A-M-E-T-T-O. And uh, a lot of these plants down there in Florida, and they're a little sort of berry, and uh, very good to help with swelling of the prostate and to help lower the PSA levels. So we've had a lot of men that have been helped through salt palmetto. Um, I mentioned this morning about oat straw, and this is oat straw here. And uh, it's very high in minerals. And as I mentioned to you, my wife had, had uh, no sleep for six years after midnight. And this was the only herb that helped her. Um, it's very high in, in the electrolytes that power the nervous system. All right, ever been so tired you can't sleep? All right, well, it, it seems an oxymoron, isn't it? That, you know, you're so tired you should be able to sleep. But... Uh, often it's because our nerves can't rest. And so what this does, it feeds back to the nerves what they have been depleted of and helps them to relax so your sleep centers can stay switched on. And uh, my wife was taking oats, but it didn't do anything until she started using the oat straw. And I'm not against oats, they're great food, but um, the oat straw is very, very high in the particular electrolytes that feed those nerves. Red clover. Um, this is a quote actually found from Second Selected Messages, uh, page 301. It says, if you'll come to my house, I will show you the bag 
that contains my herb drink. I sent to Michigan, maybe it was around here, across the mountains to get the red clover top. Okay, so this is the uh, Trifolium pretense. Uh, that's the botanical name of the red clover. There are different varieties of red clover. And this is very, very good for you. Um, and it's no surprise Ellen White had this. Maybe there was some, some reason she was using red clover because red clover is extremely good for the heart, okay? It's good for the hormones. It's actually phytoestrogenic. Now, if you've got breast cancer that's related to the, the receptors taking up estrogen and promoting cancer growth, uh, often they'll recommend you shouldn't take things like soybeans and red clover because they're, ice, uh, they're estrogenic. Uh, however, the phytoestrogens in the plants, instead of increasing the estrogens, they actually block those fake estrogens, those uh, xenoestrogens, the uh, oestrogens, and the estradiol that often comes from animal products. They actually help block that so that the cells don't enlarge and become cancerous. Um, so. The red clover has isoflavins in there, just like soybeans. And the isoflavins convert in your body to what we call brain-derived neurotrophic factors or brain fertilizer. All right, so they can help the brain to create more dendrites to help you have more connections. It expands your brain. Um, isn't that amazing how, how God can use a herb to expand our brain? Um, yes, uh, trifolium pretense. It's called trifolium pretense. Um, ashwagandha root. Okay, now ashwagandha root is very helpful for people with adrenal fatigue. Okay, and exhaustion. And let me tell you, I'm see, I see more and more people who are having problems with a condition called stress. Have you heard about that? Okay. All right. That's good. So um, stress is, I, I believe, this is just my opinion. This is, this is just off the record here. But I see at least nine-tenths of people having directly or indirectly being affected in, by pathology directly through stress. All right, so uh, when your cortisol goes up, that stress hormone, it causes an inflammatory cascade, can go anywhere in the body. For some people, it's the thyroid. For other people, it's digestion. For some people, it's the muscles. And so what about it as it relates to Oh, okay. Well, this is slightly different than valerian root. Okay. Ashwagandha helps mitigate or control the cortisol levels. Okay. It also helps with thyroid function. And it modulates. And what I mean by that is if it's too high, it can bring it down. If it's too low, it can help bring it up. Okay. So 
Valerian root is often used for people with stress problems that relate to insomnia, and it's also antispasmodic, and I'm sorry? Oh, it has much more uses to that, but usually people take valerian root for relaxing them, and they take it for sleep. Okay, this is more of a tonic. So this, yeah, with valerian root, it, it can be helpful to certain degrees for about 70% of people, especially if it's combined with hops. Hops and valerian go well. Okay, but this, this is not for sleep. Uh, this is for energy, helps with energy, and it also helps with balancing the cortisol levels, reducing the inflammation. It helps with, as an anti-inflammatory, it also helps with the immune system. And let me tell you, if anyone's got thyroid issues, the biggest cause of thyroid issues is stress. Because when that cortisol goes up, it sabotages T3 conversion. It also causes a disruption in interleukins, these cell mediators between the white blood cells, and the thyroid starts attacking. Sorry, the white blood cells start attacking the thyroid gland. And so if you can reduce the cortisol, cortisol is great in the right amount, but when it gets too high, too long, then that's where problems come in. Um, what form is it coming? It's the root, so you can make a decoction out of the root. You could also get a, an extract that's already prepared. Um, this is why we need Jesus, isn't it? I mean, look, you know, just a side note here. Jesus is the one that made these things. But he uses these things to illustrate what he's like. Right? Come unto me, I'll give you stress. Is that what he says? No. Yes, please, please. This wasn't planned, but you have the floor. <laughs> Do you want the mic? Okay. So just a quick nutritional tie-in. When a person is insulin resistant uh, or has issues with metabolic syndrome, chronic obesity, chronic inflammation, baseline cortisol levels are going to be high. It doesn't have anything to do with being stressed. It has to do with metabolic, your metabolic house being on fire. And it's actually a protective mechanism. Right. Uh, and, and so what is happening with those cortisol levels that are high is it's causing the liver to release fatty acids to glom onto those sugars to produce triglycerides and store it as mid-body fat. So this is really important, but can you see how getting out and exercising and a high-fiber diet to lower and getting sleep is your first line of defense, and then this is going to come around it and probably help even with some of these other metabolic issues. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you very much. Yes, licorice is extremely good for energy. Unfortunately, let, let me just dwell a little bit on stress here. There are three stages to stress. We have the fight or flight response. Then we have the adaptive stage of stress. That's where your body is getting accustomed to it over a longer period of time. Uh, it's changing to accommodate it. 
And then you have the third stage, which is the exhaustive stage of stress, okay? When you get to the exhaustive stage of stress, often what the body does to protect you is to lay you low, to keep you in bed, or maybe give you some condition that debilitates you to the point you can't function, all right? It's God's last resort, all right? He does this in mercy to teach us to rest in him, all right? Um, you see, God never gives us stress. He gives us rest from stress, right? And, you know, when we, we often get stressed because we're out of control. Have you ever found that? The truth is we weren't in control to begin with. <laughs> okay. Yes. God has a thousand thousand and one ways to get our attention. And he often uses chronic conditions to put us in a position where our ears become open. Um, and that's not to say if you've got a chronic condition, you're not listening, but unfortunately that happens a lot. And, and here's, here's, getting back to this, often when you help people with adrenal problems and they feel better, they think they are better. And that's the, one of the worst things that you want them to think because you know what they're going to do? They're going to go right back to what they were doing before that caused the problem. Okay, so the body needs rest, right? Hey, speaking of rest, i got to tell you this. I learned this from one of the top herbalists. He said that herbs work better when you have a day off every week. Yes, yes. Well, that would be a good study. Is it Sabbath? Well, let, let, me, let, 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 let me tell you something. Familiarity breeds contempt, right? And so if, if, if you're taking a herb, or this even works with medication, if you're taking it without a break, day after day after day, your body loses the sensitivity to that herb, okay? It gets too familiar, and it doesn't use it the way it could use it if you have one day off a week, all right? So isn't that amazing? God put that little gem in there. Um, you know, everything in nature needs rest. Even our heart rests between beats. Uh, this is an amazing herb called nettle. And uh, anyone here love nettle? No, you, you all hate it, right? Okay. Listen, God says he takes the things that are lowly and humble and he confounds the wisdom of the wise. I think this is perfectly illustrated with nettle. If you put your hand in nettle, what's going to happen? It's going to get stuck. But it's got little, little barbs on the end, and it's got formic acid there, just like those fire ants, and it will give you a nasty sting. But if you make a tea out of it, it will actually denature the formic acid, and it will give you antihistamine properties to take away the allergy it caused you. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And... Um, 
You see, it's right in our backyard. You know, I don't know any other uh, food or herb that is as nutritious as nettle. has the most packed of nutrition. It's, yeah, it, it, it is amazing. It has vitamin A, B, C, D, E, K, and P. It's one of the highest sources of plant protein, iron. Uh, it's loaded with minerals. And it's what we call trophorestorative. Trophorestorative. If you haven't heard that word before, it means it helps with every body system. All right? So it's good for um, helping with hormones. It's a hormone regulator. It's, it's very good for the skin. It's good for the liver. It's good for the eyes. It's good for the hair. Uh, in fact, we had a gentleman came in our store. He was, a, he was a Mormon. He was completely bald. And he started taking nettle. He came back a few weeks later. He said, you remember me? I said, yeah. Uh, um, but he looked different. And uh, he said, my hair's grown back. He said, but my beard isn't grown as fast. Have you got something for my beard? <laughs> so it was really, really funny. I, I said, what did you take? He said, oh, I just took nettle. That's all I took. Um, now, I'm not saying your hair will grow back if you take nettle. However, uh, when I did a study on nutrition, uh, nettle carries a lot of the nutritional elements that our hair needs if it's nutritionally deficient in those things. Um, very good for allergies, by the way especially seasonal allergies. Nettle is a fantastic herb to take. Um, it's very good for blood pressure, blood sugar. Um, and of course, just you know, keep in mind, as I said before this morning, uh, if you're in a critical condition, you're stabilizing on medication, you just need to be careful, okay? Uh, but nettle is very high in nutrition, and it's, it's a good blood purifier. It's very high in chlorophyll. And it's good for all the organs of elimination. And if you go on our website, we actually got a nettle soup recipe. Um, yeah, so. Oh, it's uh, www.americanherbshop, or should I say herbshop.com. But shop is S-H-O-P-P-E, all right? American Herb Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Dot com, all right, and you'll find you, you can you can cook it, but you want to cook it in a way it's going to have some good flavor to it. Yes. If you want to take it for medicinal reasons, you can make it into tea. It tastes very pleasant, or you can use the extract. Okay, so you can yes, you can dry it, use it fresh as well. Um, if you cook it you're not going to get stung, all right? Uh, this is ginkgo biloba, and where I live, uh, we live right next door to Andrews, and they have some ginkgo trees over there. And if you ever forget where you are, you can take some leaves. Uh, ginkgo is very good for memory. Uh, it's one of the oldest trees. It's got uh, uh, ginkgo sites in there that help uh, with... Uh, help ginkgo. Ginkgo leaf, ginkgo leaf, yes. So uh, G-I-N-K-G-O, okay? 
And uh, this is one of the most common herbs used today, especially in Europe. Um, and uh, in Germany in particular, they use this a lot, especially for people 60 and over. And it helps to increase blood flow to the brain in particular. I mean, it helps systemically with circulation, but um, it's very good. It can even help with things like tinnitus. It can even help if you combine this with other herbs for vitamin A, it can even improve the uh, retina function. And uh, it's something that you want to keep in mind. I know if people keep coming back for this, that it's working. Uh, very good for cognitive disorders. Uh, this is actually hawthorn, hawthorn berry. Uh, hawthorn berry is often used for heart disorders. In fact, if you go to any herb shop or health food store and find something for cardiovascular uh, problems, you'll find Hawthorne will be in virtually every single product. And it helps with uh, left myocardial contraction. It's got uh, calcium channel blockers, ACE inhibitors. It helps with systemic circulation. It helps with vasodilation. It helps with lowering cholesterol. Um, it's, it's a very good herb to take if you're not in a critical situation. All right, so if people want blood pressure medication, just be careful and talk to your physician before you use this. But very good for circulation. We're told that perfect health depends on perfect circulation, and that's where exercise plays such a crucial part. Um, as I mentioned before, herbs work better if you exercise. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. You know, Elijah was under a juniper tree. Do you remember that? Remember that? Do you know that the smell of juniper berries helps with depression? Yes, and if you're, if you're fleeing from a wild lady called Jezebel, you may need a juniper tree. Okay, uh, this is comfrey. All right. Uh, it's interesting, uh, when we had a, a shop in, in Michigan, we couldn't sell comfrey, but we could sell marijuana. Uh, but if you get a little comfrey plant, and it's like this big, in two weeks' time, it's like that big. It's, uh, it's very prolific. It's got a chemical called allantoin that helps with cell production, and it's particularly good for helping if you've got an injury uh, say you broke a bone or you're trying to repair damaged tissue, you can put it topically on. You can even use the crushed leaf, and you can apply that topically as a poultice, and it uh, had some remarkable results with comfrey. Yes, it's also called bone knit. That's its other name. All right, bone knit. All right. Um, Mullion, this is another one. It sort of looks similar to comfrey. It's got that furry leaf to it. Uh, don't eat the seed. It's very toxic, the seed. But mullion is very good for respiration. And if, uh, we use this for people with COPD, uh, people who have maybe asthma. Okay, this is not for critical situations. But if you've got a little bit of asthma and it's not serious, then mullion is a bronchial dilator, and it can help uh, relieve, uh, offer some symptomatic relief for that. 
There's another herb, I, I don't have it up here, but it's called lungwort. Lungwort um, is very good to help repair tissue damage to the lung, and uh, it's got a lot of good uses for people who have maybe ex-smokers or people who've um, got restrictive lung capacity. Um, this is another herb called ginseng. Uh, this is Panax ginseng. There's two different types of Panax ginseng. We have American and we also have the Chinese, uh, also Korean or red ginseng. It's about 20 different names to it. But uh, ginseng is very good for energy um, and don't take it at night if you take ginseng. It will keep you awake and... Um, Yes, it is very potent. Beware and respect ginseng because if you do take too much, it can lead to heart palpitations. Um, and this was one of the first herbs that were used by the Russian astronauts uh, because the Russians, they wanted to find a medicine that could help with the effects of stress on the astronauts, protect them against disease, and, uh, and just give them an adaptogenic response to what they were going to have to go through. And this was the herb that was recommended. And uh, this ginseng is also uh, very, very powerful for helping with, um, it can help control blood sugar. Some people use it for that, but most people use it for adrenal. If you're really, really fatigued, uh, this can pick you up very quickly. Um, especially if you're really down, if you're really low on energy. Uh, I remember I went on a trip around the world. I had a buddy pass, and I was four days getting from the Philippines back to America and uh, having to sleep in airports and so forth, and I was really wasted, and I got home, took some ginseng, and within 20 minutes I was feeling 20 years younger. <laughs> New lease on life. Um, however... Be careful, because if you take too much, it can cause heart palpitations. All right, so just if, if you... Oh, by the way, a lot of ginseng products, they spike it with caffeine. All right? And so they want you to have that rush, and ginseng is so expensive, you can pay up to $15,000 a pound for ginseng. And if you have ginseng plantation in your backyard... It's like having gold bars in your backyard because it's, it's just, don't tell anyone if you're growing ginseng, all right? Um, how much time do I have? 15 minutes? Hours. <laughs> okay. Okay, you want me to cover a few good herbs for sleep? Yep, okay. All right, well, here's, here's some nice ones that uh, can be used. Um, now, lavender, everyone on the top left there, not all lavender is created equal, not all lavender is used for sleep. In fact, uh, a common lavender that's sold is spike lavender. It's a hybrid, and it is a stimulant. It can actually keep you awake. And so uh, be careful about the type of lavender. There's, as I say, 300 different subtypes of lavender. So what you want to get is lavandula officinalis or lavandula augustifolia. And um, smells beautiful. Uh, some people, some historians believe that Mary Magdalene, when she anointed the feet, used lavender. Because spike nard 
uh, and I've got spike knot at home, uh, it, it doesn't smell nice. It doesn't smell nice. But lavender does smell nice. And you could understand why that would be used. Um, and it's very good for children, and you can also use it as an essential oil. Now, I just want to touch briefly on essential oils. Uh, a lot of people uh, talk to me about essential oils. I have different reps that come in my store. And um, let me just say this. It's not a good idea to take essential oils internally. All right, now I work with essential oils. They'll eat through plastic. They'll, they can take your skin off. They can burn your throat. Um, I've had people who've had kidney stones as a result taking uh, internally essential oils. There's about 8,000 reports to the Poison Control Center every year from the toxic effects of essential oils. Nearly all cases is because they've taken internally. All right, so even if they're pure, 100%, non-adulterated, they can still cause problems. Um, they may be natural, but they're not in a natural state. What I mean by that is that you cannot find the concentration of these phytochemicals in the state that they're extracted through distillation. So it may take you 1,000 pounds of lavender to get one pound of oil. All right, and it's only the volatile oils. It's not the... Um, it's not the complete array of water-soluble vitamins and minerals and phytochemistry you'll find in the plant. So it's the ethers, it's the reactive oils, it's the esters, the alcohols, the, the phytochemistry that's in there. And they're very good, they're very effective, but you want to take them either by breathing them in or diluting them with a little bit of oil, applying them topically. But um, please don't get into the habit of using them internally. They can cause... Um, some trouble there. Um, St. John's wort. St. John's wort is, um, is often recommended for mild to moderate depression. Uh, this does conflict with uh, selective serotonin re reuptake inhibitors, so you need to be extremely careful if you're on those uh, to make sure that you uh, work with someone that knows what they're doing. Talk to your physician about that. Um, and as mentioned before, valerian root is another good one for sleep. And uh, it smells like uh, socks dipped in garlic with vinegar. It, it's sort of not the nicest smell, okay? Uh, but um, it, it can be very helpful as a relaxant, as an antispasmodic. Uh, by the way, a lot of people get muscle cramps or restless leg at night. And one of the best herbs for that is called rooibos tea. It comes from a, a bush in South Africa. Uh, rooibos, R-O-O-I-B-O-S. And I can tell you from personal experience, it, it works like every time. It just, just relaxes you and, and it really, really helps if you've got some restless leg at night. You know, what we lack in exercise during the day, we make up for at night, right? You know, this type of thing. Okay. Um, lemon balm is another helpful one for sleep. Um, I don't use that as much. Chamomile is good if you have uh, raided the fridge at night, and that may be keeping you up. Uh, you don't want to raid the fridge, but um, chamomile is particularly helpful for stomach complaints uh, that can 
create insomnia. Um, and it's very good for infants as well. And if you've got little ones, uh, even, even infants can take safely chamomile. And if you're worried about breastfeeding with herbs, if the mother takes the herb, the infant still gets it recycled. Isn't that, isn't that a blessing? All right. Uh, and we have motherwort, passionflower, California poppy. This is not opium, by the way. All right. Just want to make that clear. Um, we've used this to help our son stop bouncing off the walls. Um, works quite well. And magnolia bark is another one. There's some really good herbal resources. Um, and I'm happy to talk to you more about this. If you want to look at the medical research, uh, Duke University is, is a good one. Duke Database is an excellent one. There's a lot of good websites out there, but just be careful. There are a lot of new age components that come in. Um, there's a lot of theories about vibrational therapy from the herbs that change your aura and change your whole personality. Yes, just from being in their presence. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so don't subscribe to any of those New Age-based ideas, but nevertheless, when used with God's blessing, intelligently, they can produce supernatural results. Yes, ma'am. Help for gout and thyroid. Okay. Um, with gout, um, often it's, in the, um, it's in, the, in the feet, especially around the big toe, because uh, that's cooler than any part of the body. So uric acid gets built up in there, so you've got to be careful of purines, uh, which go back to diet, nutrition. Um, as far as therapy goes, uh, I, I highly recommend hydrotherapy, hot and cold treatments, two minutes hot, 30 seconds cold, do that four times. Um, also, charcoal poultice is another excellent one. Uh, cherry juice, but make sure it's 100% cherry juice. Um, that can help. There's also turmeric root is another excellent one. And anything that stimulates circulation, uh, you can put your uh, feet in water with some mustard, mustard seed powder, and it can help increase the circulation uh, more than just the hot water itself. Um, so what, what, we've got a, five minutes. Do we have five minutes? She's the timekeeper. We have five minutes. So, oh, thyroid. Okay, sorry about that. With thyroid issues, 90% are Hashimoto's. Um, out of hypothyroidism, which is an autoimmune inflammatory condition. And uh, again, it, it, it gets back to the stress. It's, it's not the only cause, but it's by far the biggest cause. And um, so I'd recommend ashwagandha, rhodiola. It's very good for that. Sometimes I recommend um, things high in iodine, but usually it's not iodine-related. But nevertheless, iodine is a problem nowadays, especially because we don't get it in our diet. Uh, used to be given in bread, actually, up until the 1970s. And then they decided to take it out and replace it with bromide. And the IQ of the population went down 15 points in America as a result. So we are very deficient in iodine. So uh, that's sometimes you can find that in good sources like seaweed products, uh, like Irish moss, bladder rack. Uh, we personally use the atomic iodine just one drop a day. Um, yes, ma'am. Chaga mushrooms. Uh huh. And 
and uh, with you know diet and privacy. Yeah. Doctor doesn't even want to see me. Right. Right, right. Yeah, look, there's, there's about 3,000 different varieties of mushrooms. There's 700 edible mushrooms, and there's, uh, I'd say there's around about a dozen to 20 really good quality mushrooms. Um, but the, on, on, on the, you know, I'm not a big fan of mushrooms. I must admit, I don't like the taste of mushrooms. Uh, there's nothing in mushrooms you can't get from somewhere else. However, However, for the mushroom lovers, um, there are some good quality mushrooms. Chaga is one of those that is, yes, right, right, yeah. Yeah, it can be helpful. It can be helpful. Yes. And listen, a lot of times, let me just share this with you. A lot of times, it's not even the herb or things that we're taking that's causing the effect. You, you understand what I'm saying? Um, when God sees we're making effort, I believe he gives an additional blessing, right? And I also believe that when the human soul comes in contact with someone else that cares for them, there is an additional bonus kicked in. And so a lot of people, they just need sympathy. They need someone to care for them and, and listen to them. And sometimes that does much more than all the other things you're recommending. All right? So, um, you know, it's hard to isolate these things because there's no studies that can separate what's happening on a physical level from the things that we're taking and what's happening on the spiritual level that God is bestowing upon that person for listening to his counsel, right? So uh, this work is largely a spiritual work. Um, and this is just an adjunct therapy where we get an opportunity to work with God, to use the things he's created intelligently. Uh, and, and, and when God sees we're doing that, I believe he, he steps in. Because uh, we're told when natural remedies are used according to God's will, it produces supernatural results. Now, uh, that being said, we don't always see supernatural results. And sometimes our disease becomes a means whereby God can use that to save us, right? You know, so whatever, you know, whatever the Lord reveals, he's willing to heal. But what can't be cured can be endured. So either way, in our suffering, okay, that, that particular condition, or bearing that condition through his grace, we have help. We have divine help all the time, right? So um, anyway, I, 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 I know my timekeeper is creeping up on me here, so, so I, 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 I always, you always got to give, give the ladies the last word here. So we'll, I'll pass it back to you, but I just want to say thank you so much. For coming, you have been a big blessing. And um, if I can just say this, uh, <laughs> if uh, I'll give you the last word, by the way. 
But uh, if, uh, if you're interested in uh, a natural remedy seminar, I'm more than happy to come. I do a lot of seminars, usually a long way away, I have to get in a plane. So it's nice to do something local. Um, so if you want me to come, I'd be more than happy to, to come over. And um, you can also call me. There's no charge to calling me, and uh, I'm happy to answer your questions. Uh, don't all call me at once, but uh, I... <laughs> I, I bought a hundred cards, and unfortunately, I didn't bring enough of them. So, uh, but I'm more than happy to give you. Do you want my? Do you, do you want me to repeat my phone number or? Okay, my website. Okay, www. www. You know that one, right? Dot American. Uh, there's no Americans that work there. Herb Shop. H e r b shop s h o p p e dot com. And, uh, and my phone number is 828-545-6049. And so uh, give me a call. Uh, you've been great. Really enjoyed it. I'll stay around if you have any questions. And uh, yeah, 828-545-6049. God bless you. And uh, keep taking, keep, keep, keep walking in the light. And uh, use herbs intelligently for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brother Wellard. Are you grateful today for all the many tools that God has given us? And uh, he gives us different burdens, different part of the wall. But uh, Joel chapter 2 has a wonderful, beautiful army walking in rank together. Uh, doing God's work. And it's really interesting. In Joel chapter 2, there are no doors, just walls and windows. Uh, and so learning to overcome those obstacles, learning to endure by faith the things that God does not heal, learning to lessen suffering and, and bring care to others is part of God's gospel plan. So we're very grateful for Brother Lee giving us some insight and some science, and most of all, I'm thankful for the philosophy that he brings to us and how to communicate with people using those three T's we talked about in Natural Remedies, touch, tenderness, and time. But it's good to have a talent with us, and God has blessed Brother Lee with talent. So let's just uh, stand to our feet. We're very grateful that he has given us his time. I'm thankful for the understanding and wisdom and training. He's worked many years to learn these things. And so I'm grateful for, uh, for all that he has contributed and all that you are going to do in the Lord's work. And as we approach the Sabbath day, what a precious time of worship that's going to be for all of us. So find someone today to encourage and bring hope and strength into their lives. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord Jesus, for uh, this time of contemplation, this time of actually looking at the beautiful, simple things in nature that can relieve suffering, ward off problems, and serve as a beautiful first and second line of defense. Uh, thank you for the lifestyle that you've given us, Lord Jesus. But we need your power. We need your promises. And we need your plan. Because knowledge only imparts uh, information, but not the power to execute. So I just pray, dear God, that you would give us wisdom as we go, one choice at a time, one day at a time, one step at a time, trusting in our Heavenly Father as uh, you prepare us for your soon coming. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. 
If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.